Crazy talk, crazy talk. Crazy talk. Oh crazy my talk. We gotta try to. We we need to spice it up a little bit. Oh, okay. I, I was looking for like a deep voice. Oh, it was more like crazy a crazy talk. talk crazy, crazy talk, talk. Crazy. Crazy Ooh. talk. You wanted me to do that? Yeah, that was your part. Okay, already. I'll, right. I'll do one and then you go. Oh, okay. Okay, ready? All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking too long. Yeah. We got Vanessa on the mic. We're gonna talk all night. Crazy talk's the name of this podcast. Sit back and get a glass. Apple juice. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Crazy Talk. My name is Rob. And me, Vanessa. And uh, thanks for joining us here as we just, you know, kick back, relax, chillax, and um, just talk about talk about things. Last week was a bit of a uh, doozy. A, a doozy. And um, <laughs> but today. We're gonna have a little fun. Uh, it's back to the normal way of doing things, so I'm looking forward to it. Last week I talked a lot. I had a lot of talking because mainly about me and my future and whatever. So far, it's been a week since then. So far, things are great, guys. We're doing good. Um, but today I'm gonna hand it off to Vanessa to start off the podcast. What? 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 Someone left a note, not giving a suggestion on the good old Soch, okay. and um, said they didn't hear enough of Vanessa. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so that person knows who they are. So because of that, I'm going to take that advice. <laughs> and I'm going to give Vanessa the honor to start this podcast. Oh, boy. What I would like, though, is if it went from between the two of us. I, right now, we don't have the technology to do it. But if it was like an in-between. Because you know how in cartoons, whenever they would transition from something, it always had that weird sound like, and they'll go to like the next thing. Like Batman why, or whatever. This is why I don't talk a lot, guys, because he, so, he explains a anyways, lot of things. <laughs> whenever we transition from seg- segment to segment, like, here's an example, right? This is an example. So, yeah, that was my story about the pizza. Crazy talk, crazy talk. Crazy. <laughs> and then it goes on to your next segment. That's Isn't weird. that a cool segment? No. But we got more, we, we need more people singing, though. It's got to be a whole choir. All right. All right, anyways, you got the floor. Yeah, this is why I don't talk a lot, guys. He just explains a lot of things. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so there's something that I've been thinking about for a really long time, but like it's kind of an unpopular opinion in a way, but it's just been something that I've been thinking about and I've been watching this show recently that I'm kind of obsessed with. As most of you know, reality TV is my absolute jam, okay, and I got a recommendation to watch the show and I was like, that sounds kind of weird, but I'll watch it. So the thought that's been in my head forever just keep this in mind as I, I tell you about the show and other things, too. But this is something I've thought pre-show, okay? Before the show. I, I, I'll ask you a question first. Are you asking the audience or are you asking me? Well, you, because you're the only one I can hear a response from. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Do you... And I want you to think about this a little bit. I'm sorry, real quick. I'm feeling, oh a, different, I'm feeling a different energy today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm feeling a little loose. I'm feeling. I'm playing. We're playing fast. You know, we're not playing. We're not playing t-ball. We're we playing not have real. A drink, we're I playing promise. ball. I don't know what. We're playing baseball. I don't know what's baby. Happening. We're playing real okay. baseball. Okay. All right. All right. Do you think personally mm-hmm. that anybody? Don't think about anything else. Okay. That anybody could marry anybody else. Do you think if like the initial attraction isn't there? or you don't know them very well, the more you get to know them, 
Like, you're capable of loving literally anybody and making it work with anybody in a relationship. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, like, again, everyone likes to say opposites attract. That's one thing that people like to say a lot. But at the end of the day, if you have two very different people that are not like each other at all, Mm -hmm. but they are very, very um, mature individuals Mm -hmm. that are able to understand the, like, be able to comprehend that differences is a thing that really doesn't matter all that much and you can look past them and just see for the person for who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to see people working out like that. Yeah. Interesting. So my opinion on that, my personal opinion that I've always had is like, I feel maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just feel like you could love anybody, uh-huh. like anybody, anybody. Now is attraction important still? Yes. Whether people like to say it or not that like looks don't matter they kind of do but i think that the more that you get to know somebody the more they become attractive because of their personality now are there certain parts of their personality that may not be attractive or things that you may not like about that person yes and if that person's not like self-aware or willing to like work through things that's when it gets difficult but without that aspect of it i feel like at least in the honeymoon phase but i feel like relationships could work if it was just like i don't know you were just paired up with anybody yeah. And it makes you think differently about people who are like, I can never find the right person. And I'm like, but I wonder if you, like, could have made it work with this person or this person. But, like, you're too picky or there's too many things You're going too picky, on you're too mature or whatever. <sighs> sure, I didn't say mature. But, yeah. Oh, I said that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the show that I've been watching is called 90, not 90 Day Fiance. Watch that one. It is okay. It's, that's for the, that's for next yeah, week's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Married at first sight. Yeah. Okay. You've been watching, you've been watching it, and then I peek, and then I'm like, he's what's, obsessed. What's going on with Billy? So I'm on my fourth season of it, but I watch things backwards for some reason. So I started with season ten, and then nine, eight, seven right now. Yeah. Why do I do that? I don't know. I want to see the most recent edits and like all of the production thing to see if it's worth my time. Because have you ever gone back and watched America's Next Top Model season one? No, exactly. Because it's so old doesn't look like attractive at this point whatever so anyways it is basically a modern spin on like arranged marriage so basically they go to this like place they do it in different cities and the experts choose like they interview everybody and then they choose two people that they think would best be a couple and they take that based on like their interest Uh, what they want out of the future, um, some physical traits, and just, like, goals in life, I guess. And so then they kind of pair them up, and then those two people don't meet until, like, they're at the altar on their wedding day. So they don't know what each other look like. They don't know anything about each other until that day. And so the families are usually not on board when they're like, hey, I'm getting married in 10 days. And they're like, um, okay. And so they get up to the altar and they're like, oh, hi, my name's this. And they're like, oh, hi, my name's this. And they write their own vows and like whatever. And then they have the whole wedding together. So then the experts send them to the honeymoon, which is somewhere. I don't know. It depends on the people. And they like learn things there about each other. And then they come back home and they like live together for a while. And then basically they have eight weeks and then they have to decide at that point if they're going to stay married or get divorced. 
why can't they just say that we'll stay together and then, like, get divorced later, you know? I don't know. Maybe, like, production's willing to pay for the divorce stuff if it's in, within the eight weeks. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Show's kind of weird. Kind of interesting. Kind of juicy, okay? Season 10 was my favorite so far. But sometimes you're at, like, the decision day and you're like, what? They said no? Like, I had no idea. I thought she loved him. But yeah. then, you know, you don't know. But to them, they're like, this was wrong with you and I just can't do it. And I'm like, what? Like, that was why you divorced? Like, yeah. you couldn't have worked through that? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they just weren't into each other as much. Or some of them were like, it's not a bad attraction. And then when it came to the day, they are like, I'm not attracted to her. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But very interesting show. Kind of talks about how you can marry, well, not marry anybody, but love anybody. But it's interesting because some of them are, like, really successful. And, like, in their 30s, they're just, like, tired of dating around. And they're, like, just give me somebody who's ready for this point in their life. And, like. Because they match them. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with the show that's very interesting. And, again, like, I've I've picked up here and there on just random things. But, there like, there's been some seasons where I watch maybe, like, a good half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened with two seasons that I just watched, like. I never watched the beginning of it, but I've picked up from the last half of certain things that are going on. And it's a very interesting social experiment yes. to an extent. Um, because the things like, and to, to someone who's understanding of this kind of stuff, to a normal viewer, they probably don't see it like this. To me, I understand certain things more so than the probably the average, average viewer does mm-hmm. in regards to some people go on to a TV show for fame. And so... I myself going in with that kind of lens, I'm like, I can kind of start picking out this person looks like they're here for exposure. So that way they can do bigger, better things or attempt to do bigger, better yeah. things or attempt to grow a following. So once they divorce, they have a following, then they can have do whatever they want to do. But watching it, it is interesting to see some people just get thrown into it. And then it's interesting because, you know, every single episode always ends with a cliffhanger. And so there's always that couple that you're following and you're like, man, this couple seems like they're going to do it. They're great. <laughs> and then obviously the cliffhanger comes around and then the cliffhanger ends with them in a big argument. And you're like, what the heck? I thought they were in love with each other. But it does go to show you a lot of things like it shows you how human beings work and the way that they're wired and the way that sometimes like... It like just watching it like it, it kind of proves that this the experiment doesn't really work all that well. What? Not all the time because it's how many couples? Well, it depends on the season, but four usually. It's usually four couples. Uh huh. Oh, I thought that was way more than that. Uh-uh. Really? Uh huh. The season I'm watching right now is only three. Interesting. For some reason, I thought there was like five. Um. But uh, anyway, so like... Ma- Way more than that. That's one more. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Yeah, there was five in the season. I know. You just said way more. You like, took it up For one For some reason couple. in my mind, I thought it was like 10. Um, but like major- out of all of them, majority of them, only like one couple like stays together. Uh, and so, I don't know. It, it, it is interesting to see them. It To me, it's a little weird to an extent because watching it and these people are like well we're a husband and wife so you should be acting this way and i'm like well technically yes you are husband and wife but technically we just met so i'm like in my mind i'm like i'm not gonna just open up my bank account just so you can see because i don't know what your intentions are after all this you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. just certain things that happen um but i gotta say the the show 
like running through his <laughs> veins is cheese man all the way through. Like there's just cheese man running in its veins. I like it. They have marriage experts that meet with them the whole like eight weeks that they're there and like mm. I don't know their reactions are funny and stuff. But um, I'm noticing that the seasons are different though. Like every time they're changing something different because right now I'm on season seven and they're giving them five thousand dollars every month. Or every week, or I don't know what exactly it is, but they said every month, but it's only eight weeks, so that doesn't make sense. But because they're like, we know like the financial burden that it causes on like couples, and so we don't want them to focus on the financial burden. We want them to focus on like their relationship. So they have to decide how to use the five thousand dollars. And this season, they make a move into either one of their houses. Like in the newer seasons, they're moving in, moving them into like a general apartment because yeah. they don't want one or the other to have more power. Um, but yeah, so they move in and they're like, this is all my debt and this is all this. And then they're like, how are we going to use the $5,000? Like, oh, we'll pay off your apartment or like, it's interesting and different. That is interesting. But I also don't think that that's setting them up realistically at the same time. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just very interesting to me. And then some of their excuses, whenever they decide to like divorce or something, I'm just like, this is what I said the other day, and Robert bit my head off a little bit. But I said, I don't think that you're ever going to find somebody that checks off all your boxes. You told me that? Yeah, and you oh. said, well, boxes don't I check off. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. That was my response. What boxes don't I check off for you? Am I right or am I wrong? Like, I don't know. We all have these false expectations going into, like, marriage and things. I think. I mean, there's what I mean. Sh- I, sure, I guess you can say that, but to an extent, what happens if you go in and you start unchecking your boxes? You know. What is it? I mean? I guess you know what I'm trying to say. Your expectations are too high, though. Like for me, it's just the fact that, like I like whenever we got married, I loved you for who you were, and that was it. You didn't have to check off no box in particular for me of like. Does she cook well? I didn't know whenever we got married, like if you, you cooked well or if you baked super well or if you made your bed or whatever. Like I didn't know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like obviously those are things that you just grow together with. That's what I don't understand about 30-year-olds in that moment though. Like you should know that you're not going to check off all the boxes. So why when it comes to the eight weeks and they're like, do you want to get a divorce or do you want to stay together? And they're like, oh, she, she doesn't cook, so. I want a divorce. Like, what? Yeah, that, that's, that's dumb. That's I don't dumb. know. Okay, they don't say she doesn't cook, but you know what I mean. Oh, like, okay, okay. I was like, like what? <laughs> no, no way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure with, like, cameras and all this stuff that you're not there experiencing, is. like, the realness of marriage, and you're just rushing everything in a couple weeks, but... There is. The cameras do add a factor into it to where it's hard to be genuine. Yeah. It's hard to act natural. Especially for a lot of these people that have never been on camera before. Like, yeah. that's just the thing. I don't like when they're just like, I'm just not attracted to you. And then they don't try. Or they like, you think they're vibing well the whole time. And at the end, they're like, oh, I want a divorce. And like, you can tell that they were never attracted to the other person at yeah. any point. But yeah, that's sad because then they have a divorce behind their name after that. And like, did it for nothing. But mm-hmm. I guess you know the risk when you take it. But... It's very interesting. Season seven is Dallas right now, so I'm watching my city kind of, not really, but... Unfold. Um, yeah. 
it's just such an interesting TV. Oh, I don't understand that kind of stuff. That's all you. Speaking of TV. Yeah. Have you seen oh. the show Midnight Gospel? Oh, Segway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's supposed to be that in-between transition. Oh, Crazy talk. It was so what easy. He could have just... What are you saying? Carried it on. I will start. We'll start one more time. Three. I'm two, not gonna one. say I can't crazy do crazy talk. Crazy talk. I can't. No, do no, no, no. You don't have to say that. Just say, "Hey, so have you seen that show?" <laughs> All right. So three, two. Oh my gosh. Three, two, one. Crazy talk. Hey, so have you seen that show, Midnight Gospel? Oh, man, what a great transition. That that what a great segue, dude. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I have seen Midnight Gospel. Wow. If you guys have not seen Midnight Gospel. Um, you're kind of doing yourself a little bit of a disservice, but I, it's not for everybody. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, it's, it's to me though, Midnight Gospel has touched a very special place in my heart because for, based off of what it is, um, if you don't know, Midnight Gospel is, it's made by Duncan Trussell and he's a comedian who has a podcast, um, and uh, as a matter of fact, I'm so unprepared for this because I thought I had the name of his podcast in my mind. Um, so it's by Duncan Trussell, the comedian, along with the guy who made Adventure Time, the artist. And they both worked together to make this show. Uh, by the way, Duncan Trussell's podcast is called the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. And he just interviews random people every week. And so with this show, it's very special because whenever you go into it, what I knew about it was all that it was a special show. Based off of what people were talking about, people were just like, watch it. Just watch it. So I remember the first night, Vanessa and I sat down, we watched it. And there was this thing about it where the way that they were talking with each other. It's a cartoon, by the way. So think of think of Adventure Time, like animation cartoon, but it's, uh, it's an adult show. Uh, but the same kind of art style. And the main character is this pink guy named Clancy. And what he does is he goes to these dying worlds and interviews somebody for his show. It's kind of like a podcast that he uploads. Mm -hmm. But whenever he walks around, there's like two robots with cameras and two robots with mics that are just floating around as he's interviewing these people. Mm -hmm. And so the first episode, we're watching it and uh, Clancy decides to go down to Earth and to interview the president. And when he gets down to Earth and just follow me on this, guys. He gets down to Earth and there's like a zombie apocalypse that's going on like when he goes down there. And the they start having a conversation. But it's that weird thing where while they're talking, I kept telling Vanessa, like, this does not feel right. There's something weird about the way that they're talking because it just felt too real. And there'll be moments where these characters, um, like, like one person's conversating and like the whole first episode practically is about what kind of drugs they've experienced in their life. Like just, yeah. they're talking about it. Um, and so while one person's talking, it's almost like a podcast. It's basically what you're like hearing Vanessa and I do. It's practically like if Vanessa's talking and I'm just going, hmm, hmm, yeah. <laughs> as they're like, as the other guy's talking. Yeah. But that's, that's a normal thing in life. But in TV and watch any TV, any TV that's on Netflix or things like that, any like normal kind of TV, People don't respond that way. It's so clean. Like the other person talks and the character waits unless there's like a line where they need to interrupt or whatever. But if there's a character that's given a, a long monologue or just talking a lot, there's no like in-betweens of the opposite character listening, go, making noises like, hmm, mm-hmm, 
Hmm. Yeah. Well, hmm, interesting point. Like that doesn't happen in a show. Yeah. And so that was going on throughout the entire show, and I was like, "There's something different about this show. It just feels too real, even though this weird, cartoon, crazy world is going all around them." Because that's the point: is the fact that they're trying to have this very interesting one-topic conversation, but so many things around them is happening where yeah, like you're trying to fight to pay attention to what's getting talked about. Um. And so I went to go look up to see like what, what what's what's going on with the show, and what what's going on is that Duncan Trussell went to the guy who made Adventure Time, and he wanted to make this show based off of snippets of his podcast. So he would get portions of his podcast with certain people, and he was like, "I want to make a show with this." So like the first episode that he's talking with the president, that's not really the president he's talking to. It's just a guest that he had that he had on his podcast. And they're just talking about these things. Mm. But the creator of of Adventure Time and uh, Duncan Trussell worked together to just create what's the story going on around them to put them in this world. And I love the I love the show. I love the cartoon because there's a very weird. Uh, this is a weird. This is a weird example to give, but there there's a lot of Studio Ghibli to it hmm. because in whenever you watch a Studio Ghibli movie, the characters never go from A to B. Like in um, in my neighbor Totoro, mm-hmm. when the girls are going through the forest, they never just go from the right frame to the left frame to continue the story. Like in Hayao Miyazaki, what he does, he he doesn't go from A to B. He goes like to A point one, A point two, and then they go to B. Like the girl doesn't just walk across the screen. She goes, and you see her look at a tree branch and goes up to the tree branch, jumps over the tree branch because she's like a kid having fun, and then goes. Like it's small little details that he adds. That makes it feel more real. And not many cartoons do that. And I felt that in this show. Because there would be moments where. They'll be walking. Just doing whatever. But the characters are still interacting. Doing things as they're doing it. Like in that first episode. The president he will trip. And then Clancy's character will pick him up. But it was just random. You know. Like they didn't have to do that. But they did that. And so they could have just literally been just kept walking and talking. But the guy tripped. His character picked him up. But they're still having a conversation. They're still going. And so. It's very creative and it's very beautifully done. And the more I watched the show, the more I was like, there's a message that's going on on this show. There's something, there's something here. Um, and I started looking up a lot of articles to see like, what are, like, what are the secrets in the show? What are the things like the story that he's trying to tell? Mm-hmm. And there's so much to this show that you have to pay attention to. Um, and like I said, it's very special. It's not for everybody. It can be very vulgar at times. Yeah. Very, very uh, crude. Um, there is like some mild nudity here or there for <laughs> sure. So like, again, it's it, it's it's for an older audience, for a more mature audience at times. But the messaging is something that's extremely special and extremely well done and extremely creative. And every single, at the end of every single episode, Clancy's character comes back home with a brand new pair of shoes. And that's something his character does every single time. And what I love about that symbolism is that, you know, that saying where you can walk a mile in anyone's shoes. And it's that symbolism of him going and talking to these people and experiencing what they're experiencing in this world and the conversations that he has with them. Mm. Like I said, it ranges from like drugs to one of them's talking about Christianity, which the, and another one's talking about death. And another one's talking about um, depression and anxieties and that kind of stuff. And I finally finished the show because I kind of, uh, I was busy with work and I uh, I was just, I'll come home too tired. I didn't want to like fall asleep while I was watching it. So I wanted to give it my all. So I finally finished it 
And the last episode is something that really, really touched me because it was it, it was it was so sweet and to an extent also extremely weird because it's just how the show is. But Duncan Trussell's mother passed away uh, a good num- like a couple years ago uh, due to cancer. And so mm-hmm. he has a podcast that he had when he was talking to his mother. And so the last episode is the last podcast that he had conversating with his mom. And so that episode, like, it starts off, like, different than any other episode. Because majority of the cartoon starts off and Clancy's just doing his thing in his, like, little uh, trailer that he has. And then something happens where it's like, okay, I'm going to go to this world finally and go talk, interview somebody. But this one just starts automatically, like, boom. Like, Clancy's somewhere, he's going to do something. And then automatically a door opens up and he walks in the door. And when he walks in the door, he becomes a baby. And like he, Clancy's like a twenty-year-old guy. Like he, like he just seems like a normal dude, a young dude. But when he walks in the door, he's he's a baby, and he's walking and he's talking and he's talking to his mother. And obviously, the conversation that they're having is the is a conversation that they had when he was on their podcast. And so, what's funny is that Clancy is being voiced by Duncan. Duncan's the comedian. He's the one who created the show. Mm-hmm. He's the one who is the host for the podcast. So, you know, obviously it makes sense. Make him the main character because he needs to talk and fill in other pieces to the puzzle if, you know, whatever. Um, and there's been other times, there's been times in the in the episodes where the character says Duncan and Clancy, who is obviously Duncan, says, who's Duncan? Yeah. <laughs> because he's not, because he's not playing Duncan. He's playing the cartoon character Clancy. Yeah. But what I love is on the last episode, it breaks that wall and she says Duncan multiple times and he never says anything about it. Interesting. And so, so she's always saying Duncan this and Duncan that and they're talking and he's having this conversation with her, with her about like these existential things and these big things and talking about life and uh, the entire time she's just telling him like you need to like you need to calm down like you need to like she there's a point where she tells his character like like put your hands together and just like feel like feel your aura to an extent hmm. and the character's like trying to feel it and he's like I, I think i feel it you know like but it's a conversation that he's having with his mom in yeah. the podcast you know so it's like there's so many layers to it and as they're walking again what i'm going to be saying sounds really weird because again it's a weird cartoon but as they're walking there's these little teddy bears that are following them and in doctor's coats and the symbolism of all that is like they're like as they're walking together and clancy starts off as a baby he starts getting older throughout the entire episode and his mom starts getting older throughout the entire episode. And so she starts getting gray and wrinkly and he starts getting older and back to the where he used to be. And as they're walking along, they're constantly looking through these windows of these teddy bears doing experiments on how to transfer love to the other teddy bear or whatever. Hmm. So one of them is in pain and they're like, how do we give like it's all through just visual. You just need to watch it. And so yeah. like the teddy bear goes and gives it a hug and then there's this love meter that goes up and it's like, OK, we did it. And they. And the characters are constantly looking through different windows on how to show love and things like that. Yeah. And there's that moment where they're they're just getting older and older and older. And they walk and they walk and they're talking, they're conversating. And then uh, he finally puts his mom, like he, like they walk through this door and there's this area, which is a bunch of like flora. Mm-hmm. And his mother is obviously extremely old and she lays down and they're talking and he's just like, he's talking to her about like, like what, what do you, what do you do when you have to like say you have to, what do you have to do when you let go? Like, what, what do you do? Yeah. And there's a moment where like he's laying his mother down and his mother dies mm. like in the episode. 
and then his character's crying. Again, like I said, very weird episode. His mother dies, he's crying, and then like the spores in the mushrooms or whatever open up, and then the spore goes inside of Clancy's body, mm-hmm. and his character becomes pregnant. He's a, he's a male character. Again, like I said, <laughs> okay. this is a very weird episode, but follow me. Because it's very special in, in so many different ways. Okay. His character becomes pregnant, and at this time, he has like a full beard and everything. Because you never see his character ever with facial hair. Yeah. He's a very cartoony looking character. So he gets like, he has facial hair at the time, but his mother just died, and he has a spore that goes into his body. And the symbolism of that is that when his mother died, he always said that his mother is not on earth anymore, but she's not dead. He said, hmm. she's she's in me. Like, I am her son, and she like she will yeah. forever live with me. Yeah. And so his character becomes pregnant, and he's walking, and he's grieving the entire time. And then, like, this, it's like a quick moment where, like, all of a sudden, like, he becomes pregnant. The teddy bears grab him, put him on this um, uh, hospital bed, and he gives birth to his mom. Okay? <laughs> and his mom is a baby. And very graphic part of the show but his mom is a baby and he's holding her and but then they continue their conversation Mm -hmm. like they're just talking again and 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 real quick i'm just gonna pause i know everything that i'm saying right now is really (laughs) weird because trust me it is really weird and i this is not for everybody but to me i'm just talking about how it it just really touched me yeah in the symbolism of all that yeah and so now that his mother is a baby and he's talking to her continuing their conversation there's moments where um now their roles have reversed and his mother is growing to his age and he is growing old and they're having this conversation of growing old and there's a moment where he brings up like so you have cancer you know and they're having this real honest conversation and they're sitting down and their characters are looking out in the cosmos and they're just looking at the stars and everything and like i said before clancy's character goes to these worlds that are about to like die interviews the people and then he dips right before it like everything collapses so that's like been the that's been how every single episode has gone all the way up to this point yeah so they're looking up on the cosmos and like this big black hole and everything's happening like the world is like coming to an end kind of thing and so they keep walking and he's getting so old that his mother who's now like a teenager is holding him up and they're and they're walking to this area where they're gonna like sit down and they're talking and they keep talking about like pain and you can hear his voice is like so emotional and because of the real conversation that they're having yeah and there's a moment he's telling us like what do you do when you just when you know you're just hurting like what do you do like how do you get over it and he just looks and she looks at him and she just says you cry that's it you just cry and both characters are right there and they're like hugging it out and then they go into this machine and then this machine which is being operated by these teddy bears like transforms them into these planets okay okay and so (laughs) it just sounds like a trip (laughs) transforms them into these planets and so they're continuing this conversation as their planets yeah again there's a big symbol for planets because he kept going to these planets as they were dying yeah so now they're planets and they're getting closer and they're getting sucked closer and closer to the black hole uh and so there's a moment where they're getting close to the end of the conversation and his mother's just trying to comfort him in regards to they could doctors kept telling me I only had 30 days and it's been five years mm. like every 30 days they kept telling me I only had 30 days and every day they kept telling me I had 30 days and 
at the very end, as like they're getting like her planet, her his mother as a planet is starting to break apart, mm. and she's like, and she tells him, "I'm just gonna be with you, like no matter what happens, I'm just gonna be with you." Mm-hmm. And then she just fades away, and he just looks at her, and at that moment, like he gets sucked out of like the thing that he was in, and he is back in his normal body, and then it just ends with this bus pulls up. And he walks into the bus and all the characters that he had interviewed that mm-hmm. obviously died in the past. In are all si- Yeah, and all the previous episodes are just sitting in the bus. And they're like, sit with us. And he goes and he sits down and he puts on like these, these because he collected shoes. And he puts on these shoes that are spoons. And he just puts the shoes on and he goes and he sits down. And there's a guy right next to him and he pulls this microphone out because it's just natural. He's, he's mm-hmm. going to interview him. And he, he tells the guys, like, hey, so am I dead? And the guy's like, just relax. Just relax. Mm-hmm. And then the buzz just goes, and that's the end of the episode. Interesting. And that's the final episode of the entire season. And it's, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Because, again, I even I know everything that I literally just said, you might be thinking, <laughs> you made that entire thing up, bro. <laughs> You're tripping. And... <laughs> To an extent, I'm pretty sure like they're they're getting very very free and loose with whatever they're creating at the moment. <laughs> but the symbolism in that entire episode, like yeah. I sat there and Vanessa was already asleep at the time, and I was just like, "Dang!" Like I felt that episode, mm. you know. And what's so special to me about that episode is how, though it's weird, so like the like everything everything about it is just so weird. I went up and I looked up articles about it, and every single article couldn't stop. Mm. saying how special that last episode was. Yeah. From these big, like, Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg, like, all these places. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this, this show is just a special show, you know? And if you have a chance to watch it, watch it. Like I said, it's not for everybody. But if, you, if you're willing to just take that that ride, it's a very funny show. I laugh at it, but I'm also, I also laugh to, like, weird humor, so it might not be your kind of humor. But it's a very special show that is just filled with beautiful creativity Hmm. through and through and that last episode like it just it it got me i was like i love this show is so amazing so yeah that's that's my take on the midnight gospel you you haven't really said much because i've been just literally blabbering on the entire thing but did you give a spoiler alert i didn't give a spoiler alert so sorry y'all but i mean if i mean the thing is you probably will watch <laughs> if you don't watch it like the thing is it's not a spoiler like it, it's already happened like in the podcast that's you know true. like it's a thing that's already known true so but true. anyways what, what were your thoughts on the show um so my brother recommended this show shout out to matt yeah um before be- real quick before matt said anything about it, i heard yeah. about it i've just seen about it yeah but it wasn't until like he told you he was like watch it it's a good show and at that moment i was like you know, I'll give it a try now because I just heard about it, but that was it. Yeah, I don't think I had heard about it yet. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe in passing, but not really. But all I know is that it was like a Rick and Morty type of show. And I know that I don't like those shows. But Matt didn't just say it once. He said it like two or three times. So I was like, okay, Matt really wants me to watch this. So yeah, um, I watched the first episode and the art style is very, very, very simple. Very simple. In the first episode, we didn't know... 
what we were watching. Yeah. Um, and so when we watched it, I was like, this is weird. And I, I literally thought to myself and I processed out loud to Robert. I was like, I think it's so cute and funny how like everything that he says, the president was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was, like, a weird part of the show. You, like, even you noticed that. Yeah. But I... It's because... Okay, this is random and weird and off topic a little bit. But I really enjoy, like, Asian shows. Like, oh, yeah. Terrace House and just things like that. And I told Robert in the beginning that I really love how, in their culture, they affirm each other when they're talking. Mm-hmm. Like, when the other person's talking, they're constantly, like, making a noise. Like, mm, mm. Yeah. And it's like a, I hear you, I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. And so I like that in general. So I try to do that in my normal conversations. But Mm. I noticed in the show, because that's not common, people don't, you know, they just literally stay quiet until you hear, I don't know, until it's your turn to talk. Normally, yeah. And so, like, the president would be like, "Mm, mm, yeah. I was like, that's kind of weird. But it was kind of cute because it was like he was just affirming him the whole time. Yeah. Um, And so, like, like Robert said with, like, the tripping and stuff, like, there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. But the conversation is so deep and so... Meaningful at times. Yeah. And everything else going on in the animation is just like, what the heck am I watching? Because this has like... Not that it doesn't have anything to do with it. You're just like trying to put the two together and make sense of it. But there is a lot of like symbolism and stuff like Robert said. Um, and some parts are really weird, and it is kind of sort of in a way like a Rick and Morty type of show yes. as far as humor and, like, style and stuff. But, um, and then Matt sent me, I don't know if I could find it, but it was given by, it was like a, a comment given by some article that said, um, I don't want to copy it word for word, It creator of Adventure Time. That's yeah. another idea of, like, simple art. Type of stuff. I think his name is Peter Lillier. Uh, I don't know. So it says, The latest and strangest animation experiment comes from the mind of Pendleton Ward, creator of Adventure Time, who wow. has partnered with podcaster comedian Duncan Trussell to create The Midnight Gospel, a surreal series which follows an interdimensional traveler seeking new experiences to record space casts. Yes. The show is best described as Rick and Morty meets the Joe Rogan experience. Audio yes. clips from the Trussell's podcast, the Dunkle, the Junkin Trussell, Trussell Family Hour, are brought to life with beautiful, mind-bending visuals as the protagonist, Clancy, played by Trussell, explores the depths of the universe stimulator, uncovering new philosophies and perspectives while completely neglecting his personal life. So if that tells you anything, that yes. basically sums up the entire show. Um, but... Um, very weird, very different. As Robert was explaining it, you're probably like, what the heck is that? Yeah. Not for everybody, definitely. But mm-hmm. if you understand certain aspects or you're interested in that, like he's totally neg- neglecting his personal life and all the stuff is going on. Um, I don't know if I would have... It's hard. I don't know how to say that, but like... It, I want to recommend stuff like that to people, but I almost want them to experience it the way that I experienced it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to give too much away. Um, like I did that with This Is Us. It's so hard to explain, but I wanted someone to watch it and feel and experience what I did. Yeah. Same thing with Parasite. Like a lot of people yeah. didn't watch that until it was an Oscar nominated. And then your expectations going in are so different. Yeah. So knowing that it's a podcast beforehand, not, I don't feel like it ruins the experience, but I wish that people watched it with not knowing first mm-hmm. and then was, you know, kind of caught off guard. 
Would you have liked it the same way if you didn't know that it was a podcast? What if you went the whole show? Like, would you have continued watching it? Oh, absolutely. I would have. I think, if anything, at the the end of all of it, if I didn't know it was a podcast, I would be like, wow. Like, they did such a good job with the whole, mm -hmm, yeah. Like, they, like... That little bit of detail, yeah. Like if it, like let's just say this wasn't a podcast, it like it wasn't based off a podcast. And it was just an actual cartoon. I would be flipping out on the fact that wow, someone figured it out. Yeah, someone figured out how to do like put that in a cartoon. Yeah. You know, like that part, that in particular, that's what that that's the big thing that stood out to me on the first episode. Yeah. And so yeah, I would sort of I still would have watched it. Adding animation to a whole podcast, and you could tell like he obviously added like clips and things when he needed to, but. For the most part, it was pretty straightforwardly a podcast. Yes. And the thing is like there is there is a there's an extra layer of creativity that could be totally um missed. And it's the fact that, like I said, uh Pendleton Ward, again I got that mixed up earlier, but Pendleton <laughs> Ward and Duncan Trussell work so hard to put these snippets of the podcast into whatever is going on around them mm-hmm. because this is just a quick example. There's a moment where he appears in this one place and there's these two guys that are sitting at a table and he asks, like, someone says their names. And so he's like, oh, hey, blah, 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 blah. And those are the names. And then later on in the episode, when he's finally interviewing the person that he wanted to interview, that person refers back to the people that he just saw earlier. It's like, oh, yeah, those two guys, they're, they're pretty cool. Hmm. But why would the person be saying those two names in the podcast. Well, it's probably because they were talking about something in the podcast that referred to those two people. And so now that they had this audio clip of her saying, yeah, those two people are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They implemented that mm-hmm. by saying, okay, well, if she says this, how about we introduce these two characters with those names to make yes. sense as to why she said those. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a whole layer of yes. creativity on Agreed. it. That to me, like, it, there were some moments where I was watching it and I was getting anxiety because I was like, <laughs> yo, how did the how did the storyboard look for this? Like, yeah. how did they sit down at a table and be like, okay, let me get this piece of clip and this clip and then we'll clip these two clips together and then we'll have this story going on around it and this bigger, greater thing is going on around it and whatever, mm. like... It's it's a really cool show and I liked it a lot. Uh, but like, if you're into those cartoons, if you're into Rick and Morty, and you want something that's Rick and Morty but a little deeper, yeah. that has meaning. Watch the show. I didn't watch the full thing. I only watched half of it basically because it's it's not like my jam. Like I like it, but it it's a little hard to watch through at times. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't finish it. So hearing Robert saying the ending and stuff like it's really cool how they ended it but yeah. i do recommend it but if it's not your jam that's okay too we just gave you the ending so there you go yeah uh, i'm really i'm really hoping that uh there's talks about a season two because mm. obviously they end off with the possibility of there being one so because practically the end of the entire universe comes down and then you're like what's gonna happen next what's going on next so yeah matt i wonder if you even finished the show yet because I don't want to ruin it for you on this podcast, so I'm going to text you right now and ask you if you finished it. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of space dimension going on here. Whoa. I am talking from the future to you now in the past. This is my space cast. Yeah, there we go. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. This is a... Uh, it's glad to be back. I'm glad to have the topical kind of conversations again. Um, so yeah, uh, send us y'all's thoughts and opinions. If you guys liked... Um, the Midnight Gospel, let me know about it. I'd like to have a conversation with you about it. If you guys like Married at First Sight, 
<laughs> share that with us too and we'll what's you your know, favorite season what's your favorite season and give uh, us a cheese man if you have any questions about anything that we talked about or you want to send in a topic for the show you guys know where you can reach us that's at crazy talk pod on twitter at crazy talk pod on twitter you guys can leave us your questions your comments um concerns i don't know if why you'd be concerned about something <laughs> but you can be concerned and then you can leave it there um but yeah until next time guys stay on buckle in because next week we're going to be doing a good old back deep dive and good old unpopular opinions how does he sign off in midnight gospel and his space cast he doesn't have a sign off oh okay. he has a, he has a horn where he's like oh okay there you go finish it like that okay and uh until next time guys <laughs> keep being crazy Whoa.